The floodwaters surged through Middle Tennessee over the weekend. Downpours like never seen before in Humphreys County. One family was trying to escape with two seven-month-old twins slipping out of their father's arms. The bodies of the twins were later found after a search downstream from the catastrophic flash floods. Never before in Tennessee history had 17 plus inches of rain fallen in 24 hours. People are still missing, and at least 23 have died, including those twins. Meantime, in the northeast of the U.S., there is destruction from the hurricane that moved ashore. Power is still being restored as Henry downgraded and moved away. In Haiti, thousands are still waiting for the arrival of relief following the earthquake two Saturdays ago. Church services held outdoors on Sunday. When you know Jesus and trouble comes, what do you do? You hang on to God's word. Through deep waters, I am with you. Through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing with you the great story that's all about Jesus. And this is a program for us all called Hiding God's Word. Wherever you live, Tennessee, Haiti, or even Afghanistan, if you know Jesus, passages like Isaiah 43.2 that I just quoted can bring you God's peace, if you know it. But you have to know it. You have to know it to hide it in your heart and lead you through. In the next few minutes, we'll be joined again by Aaron House, who founded a ministry called Piercing Word in southeast Pennsylvania. He started memorizing God's Word as a teenager because of turbulence in his own life. If you missed our full interview with Aaron yesterday, we have a wonderful video with him on our website to watch after this program. You can find it by scrolling down on our homepage. We also have his new book that Aaron wrote with his wife called Warriors of the Word, the Bible Memorization Battle Guide for Winning Spiritual Victories. Born out of turbulence, Aaron shares practical steps each of us can take to learn God's Word and hide it better in our hearts. For your gift to the ministry, we'll get you this book quickly. Our web address is haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And our phone number to call after the program is 800-654-2836. It's 800-65-HAVEN. And stay with me. We'll check in with Radio 4VEH in Haiti for an update from a ministry we're connected with that airs our program. And now let's get started with music from the City Harmonic. From the chaos you composed A song that all creation knows You took a mess and you made life You said let there be light Word of God, God from the start Recreating human hearts Make us like the moon at night
title of the song, Let There Be Light, by the City Harmonic, opening this haven today, and a program called Hiding God's Word. It's one of the most discouraging parts of the Christian life, wanting to, but not knowing how to learn God's Word. Coming up in a few minutes, we'll check in on Haiti with Radio 4 VEH, which became the only radio station to stay on the air after the earthquake at the epicenter. And Aaron House of Piercing Word Ministry will join us again in a moment. I can still remember where I was when I saw it. It was just a video on the Internet. But I was amazed. A pastor, older than I am, spending the first 15 minutes of his sermon doing nothing but reciting Scripture. I was blown away. When temptation or sin is beating at the door of your heart... What good is it going to be if all you can do is hold up a Bible? That was his question. And that's a question for all of us. I own so many Bibles, all kinds of versions, different languages. But when sin is seeking to lead me astray, not one of them come rushing to my aid. Why? Because the Bible isn't a lucky charm. And that's why I carry my Bible with me wherever I go not because I think it wards off evil. I carry it with me so I can pour it into my heart every single day. That was the point. The Bible is helpful. The scriptures are even breathed out by our Lord through the Holy Spirit. But the words are meant to be hidden deep in our hearts, memorized and known, so that when temptation or trials come, We know where we can go to find strength and refuge. I met up with Aaron House recently, and I talked to this brother in the Lord about meditating on the Lord's Word. And I want you to hear what he had to say. I don't want to put you on the spot, Aaron, but I do want to brag on you a little bit. How much of God's Word have you memorized at this point? And you're only 35 years old. Yeah. Yeah, well, by God's grace. Uh, Thank you for putting it that way, too. Uh, I've memorized and recited before public audience 26 books of the Bible. It's uh, the hardest thing I've ever done to memorize that much, but uh, it's the one of the most rewarding things that I've done. And uh, I, I I tell my story in the Warriors of the Word book. Uh, we We talk about how I endeavored to memorize the entire New Testament in one year. Uh, I didn't finish in a year, and uh, there's a whole story of how God used that in my life to shape me and even humble me and do different mm. things in my life. But it's uh, God showed me that I'm not, I'm not. It's not about me being the hero. It's about me a- equipping others and coming alongside the church so that they can be unified and know the Word of God and 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 wield it as as a sword in their lives. With that in mind, 
why don't you share something with me that you've memorized? Yeah. We don't have time for Isaiah or Jeremiah on the program, <laughs> but, but how about a psalm yeah. that God has used to minister to you mm-hmm. that he could use through you to minister to me and everyone else listening today? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'd love to share with you Psalm 34, which is a psalm that God used in my wife and I's life when earlier on in our marriage, my wife had several early-term miscarriages, and uh, was really questioning the goodness of God in the midst of grief. Mm -hmm. And she would ask me to read this passage to her almost every night, and I I decided, well, if I'm going to read it to you every night, I might as well memorize it. So I did, and uh, it's been a huge blessing to her and and I. it leads you to Christ, and it it reminds you that Psalm 34 in particular, of how he guards us, you know, yes. he protects us, he, he encircles us, and well, please, just yeah. you're the one who knows it word for word. I have to open my Bible here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and read it. I would love to share it with you. It says, "I will bless the Lord mm. at all times; mm. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear." And be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. Mm. He delivered me out of all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried. And the Lord heard him. Mm. And delivered him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints. For those who fear him have no lack. Young lions suffer want and hunger. But those who fear the Lord Mm. lack no good thing. Come, O children, and listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Mm. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears them and delivers them. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked. And those who hate the righteous will be condemned. But the Lord redeems the life of his servants. And none of those who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Psalm 34. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah. Aaron House, thank you for helping us remember that it's Jesus' word 
that gives us life and strength. As we meditate and memorize it, it brings us life. And that leads me to John chapter 6, Jesus teaching about faith and salvation just a day after providing a meal to thousands. But he used a strange analogy. And many people actually stopped following him because of it. He had been retelling to this crowd the story of Moses and how the Israelites ate manna for 40 years in the wilderness. Moses didn't really give you the bread, Jesus said. The Lord did. And in fact, Jesus told them that day, I am that bread. In John six fifty one, Jesus said, whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. We hear these words today and immediately think of communion, the Lord's Supper. But Jesus' audience could only think of one thing, purity. The law said if anyone touches a dead body or eats flesh like this, that person would become impure. And impurity meant they couldn't approach the temple. They couldn't enter into the Lord's presence by sacrifice. Why was Jesus telling them to eat and drink his blood? It was unheard of. It was disgusting. How could he be saying this? Well, Jesus wasn't finished. He went on. Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will have no life in you. Shocking words to a first century Jew. We know he was speaking about faith. To believe in Jesus is to partake of his body, broken on the cross for us, and his blood poured out for our forgiveness of sins. But to that audience on that day, it just sounded like dangerous teaching, a hard saying. That's what they even called it, and many left after that. John tells us that at this time, many of Jesus' disciples turned back and no longer followed him. They left. They heard Jesus' word, and it wasn't enough. Someone listening might feel like walking away right now as well. The life that Jesus calls them to seems too hard. But if that is you, I want you to listen to these next verses from John 6. You do not want to leave too, do you? He asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Where else can we go? If you listened to the story of Aaron House, if you heard the full program yesterday where he told his life story, you know this is one sentence that he kept coming back to. He struggled with a number of neurological disorders, and all he had was the word. Where else could he go? He walked through such dark times, but he had the word. Where else could he go? And that's where we need to land. Memorizing Scripture isn't just about filling your head with the word. It's about going to the only place that we can find hope and refuge in our times of need. Where else can we go? We go to the Word. We go to Christ. And we hide His words of eternal life in our hearts so we can hang on to Him day by day. Where else can we go? Nowhere. Nowhere else 
will we find such hope. Christ's very words are hope and life. Just like Peter, we can know who he is because of what he said to us. He is the Holy One. No one else can rescue us or save us like he can. So I ask, where will you turn today? Will you turn inward to yourself to try to find your hope? Will you look outward to your job or your family to gain a sense of worth or even strength? Or will you turn to Jesus and to his word and ask him to write it on your heart? He promises to be with you wherever you go. And he's given us his word so that we can be sure. God's word, it's what gets through. Now let's hear about Haiti. Let's meet up with Kate Michelle. She's part of Radio 4 VEH, which airs our programming on their English station. Kate, we've had you on before, like after the 2010 earthquake. Welcome back to the program. Thanks, Charles. Thanks for having me on. And we have just seen uh, God's hand on the ministry um, these last few weeks. We uh, have a radio and television ministry in the north of Haiti that's been on the air since 1950. But we felt the Lord leading to start a radio station in the south of Haiti. And so in December 2020, so just a few months ago, we went on the air just before Christmas um, to minister to the people in the area of Lekai. Um, and then a few weeks ago, uh, Tropical Storm Elsa um, went through southern Haiti, uh, did some damage on our tower. And that was just repaired a week before the earthquake hit in southern Haiti. And so on Saturday, August 14th, when that earthquake, uh, that 7.2 magnitude earthquake hit, our station was still on the air, still able um, to broadcast news updates uh, and the gospel to the people, not just in that area, but also to get that news out to our listeners across Haiti and around the world. And I, I think we had to mention, as God works in his providence, when that earthquake hit, you were the only radio station left on the air, the Christian station. And you changed your format immediately, didn't you? What What did you do? Yeah, so Saturday morning is usually um, a local Christian music program at 10 o'clock. But uh, the news of the earthquake, uh, you know, we, we all kind of woke up to the news of this earthquake happening. And our team in Cap Haitian got the different people into the studios to be able to do a live a news broadcast from Likai. So we had our guys in Likai reporting on what had just happened in their city. They were able to say, you know, this is what's going on. This is what we can see. Um, this is the damage that we can at least um, figure out at the moment. Hmm. One of the things I know we've been talking the last few days, uh, and you've been telling me about what's happening, um, relief is still not arriving in many areas where the earthquake hit. There are these gangs in Port-au-Prince that control Highway 7. To tell me about that, and then we'll talk about how you guys have been providing relief, too. So getting relief to the people in need is very complicated in Haiti uh, anyway. This is an earthquake that has hit multiple cities and towns in the southwest region. 
the main supply routes go through uh, Port-au-Prince and particularly through a gang-controlled area. And so part of the just the complications of getting to people in need and getting the supplies through is having to go through these um, gang-controlled areas. Now, there's been some progress on that. Um, the government, other organizations are working together to get the supply routes open, um, also to clear roads that have been um, blocked because of landslides. Uh, but it's, it's very complicated. Um, our approach has been, you know, we, we're a broadcast ministry. Our ministry is on the air. But when we had our team say, you know, people need food, they need water, they need medical attention, they need shelter, so many needs in that area. And so we have sent down help to our team. They're able to buy some supplies locally and have started giving out food packages, other necessities to help people who are right in front of them, just in desperate need. Give us the internet address of Radio 4VEH so someone can read more about what you guys are doing there in Naikai at the epicenter of the earthquake. So if you would like to find out more about 4VEH, the evangelistic voice of Haiti and what we are doing in response to the earthquake, visit our website. It's 4VEH.org. So the number 4 then the letters veh.org slash en for the English side or click the English tab and you'll see some information there about the earthquake. And we do ask you to pray. People are in such need and really need um, God's help in this as they uh, get immediate help and as they recover from this tragedy. Sovereign grace and show us Christ here on Haven Today and hiding God's word. I'm Charles Morris. Didn't you enjoy hearing from Kate Michelle coming from Radio 4 VEH in Haiti? And didn't you enjoy hearing again from Aaron House of Piercing Word? Aaron is originally from Houston, but he now lives in Pennsylvania with his wife and three young children. If you've never dreamed of memorizing and hiding in your heart God's word. 
Aaron, with his wife Emily, have written the book that's just for you. No matter your learning style, they cover them all. And they also share their very personal story of how learning God's Word has meant so much to them personally, in their marriage, and as they encourage others through piercing word. Why don't you take the risk that maybe you can do it too by getting a copy of their book, Warriors of the Word, the Bible Memorization Battle Guide for Winning Spiritual Victories. For your gift to Haven today, we'll send you your own copy of this book and we'll get it out the door right away. It's in our warehouse. Just call us right now at 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or get it there on our website, haventoday.org. haventoday.org. And when you visit our homepage, keep scrolling down, and you'll see the video we shot with Aaron House. This Christian leader in his early 30s will bless you, I guarantee it, to hide God's Word in your heart. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together the great story, the story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. If you grew up going to Sunday school, you probably saw the flannel graph, Jesus surrounded by children. It's one of the most touching scenes portrayed in the Gospels. But don't let this sweet story keep you from hearing what Jesus said in Matthew 18. In that scene, the disciples were preoccupied about who would be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus placed the child in front of them to rebuke them, saying, Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of God. And that's because in God's kingdom, it's not about your glory, but his glory. It's not about what you can do for yourself. It's about what only He can do for you. It's about beholding the greatness and glory of Jesus. It's all about Him. Get more daily encouragement from Anchor Devotional at GetAnchor.com.